1: Welcome to the Ice Guys,
0: presented by the
1: Hockey Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, May 31st. We hope you all had a great Memorial Day. Those of you south of the border in the United States, put some burgers and hot dogs and all this other stuff on the barbecue and enjoyed a great Memorial Day holiday. Uh, And now we're back to uh, the conference finals, ready to get underway. We've got Game 1, Edmonton, Colorado tonight. And Game 1, the New York Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow night. Looking forward to that. And you know what we're also looking forward to? We've got the Dynamic Desert Duo joining us here on the ice guys show today, both at the same time. We were supposed to have Casey Nelson on all along. And then Eddie lack uh, comes along and says, Hey, I know this guy. Uh, Let's get us on the same show. So uh, because I'm a great host and a great producer, because I do both jobs, I wear multiple hats here uh, with the ice guys. I said, let's make it happen. And here we go. We have Eddie lack Casey Nelson, two former NHL players joining us here on the ice guys, Casey, Eddie, great to have you. How are things?
2: Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's all good. We're actually we're both in real estate now, right? So we just had a show, show showing here, I have a listing and he's got a buyer that we're trying trying to connect here so yeah Yeah. we just figured to 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 uh be on the show together it'd be fun
0: might as well do it at the listing too so we're here (laughs) we're here after the show and we're uh making our acquaintance here in the house
1: (laughs) yeah exactly you guys get to know what the nhl general managers you know are all about and what they've got to do with close the deal get the deal done yeah exactly now you know a little bit about that so how did you guys meet each other? Was it just as simple as, A, we're two retired hockey players, two former NHLers. We're selling real estate in the same damn state. Let's be friends. Is it really that simple?
0: Um. So I would say, so I was in Minnesota before this, right, until about seven months ago now. Um. So I was selling real estate in Minnesota. And I have a couple friends here. Um. One of them I used to play with at uh, Mankato. Um. So he's selling real estate here. Um, I knew he was getting his license here, uh, before I moved down here. And then I knew that he knew Eddie Lack, um, as well as one other friend of ours, um, that would come visit in Mankato. So kind of a Mankato connection. And then they, they met Eddie and then, uh, yeah, we kind of just wanted to join forces. So my wife hates the cold and she said, Hey, let's move down to Arizona. Um, and it was kind of the perfect time too. So, um, yeah, kind of just moved our way across the country and we're here so
2: <laughs> yeah yeah so my my story's a little different Uh the way that i saw it casey wanted to come and join my real estate team and i really needed a good left winger for my beer league team so i said all right i will let let you join my real estate team but you're gonna have to play beer, beer league every Tuesday."
0: is was a group say, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. for sure
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good. Good stuff. So, uh, Arizona, I can imagine. Uh, by the way, I just apparently have heard that you guys recently golfed had a round of golf uh, last week or the other day. Who the hell is the better golfer? Here's your chance to state your case.
0: It's not me. I don't golf enough. If I did golf enough. So, you're not you know. even putting up a fight
1: in this battle?
0: No. It's not crazy. It, I'd have to have a good round of golf to really beat him. so.
2: I would say that I have a little bit of an advantage too because I've lived here for 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 four years now, so I've been able to play year round compared to like the two months a year. That she,
0: yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> Yeah, I gotta turn up. Uh, I gotta turn up the frequency that I get out to have any any chance against this guy. So.
1: you're both better than me in that regard when it comes to golf i mean i'm just i I spend the whole round just looking for my ball in the bushes and in the trees somewhere it's just basically a gardening expedition here
0: and now i and now i have to carry an extra club in my bag for when i go in the desert so i don't screw up a wedge out there so that's (laughs) desert wedge now since i moved here so
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll leave golf to the two of you guys. That's for sure. It's a, you're, you're definitely uh, you're you're still worlds and, and eons ahead of where I am uh, in that regard for sure. Um, you know what was what was I, I going to say here? Um, I just happened to see uh, the MSG Network had Game Seven pregame of Rangers Hurricanes. You're a countryman, Eddie, uh, and of course fellow goaltender Henrik Lundqvist rocking these just. Um, i gotta imagine they cost a fortune these suits i mean they're unbelievable uh dressed to the tens every freaking time he's on the air uh it's unbelievable but uh are you trying to keep up with him in that regard with the uh the the fashion and the clothing
2: well i played a world championship with him and like right after that i kind of decided that i'm never gonna be able to keep keep up you know so (laughs) so right then and there i kind of gave up uh the story there is he he came for like the quarterfinals or like whatever right so he came in late and and uh he flew over the atlantic um in a track suit and everything and what he told us because he like knew that there were going to be photographers and like media and everything so like 10 Ten minutes before they landed, he went in the bathroom and like put on his full suit and everything. So, kind of like then and there, I like decided that this guy is way out of my league.
1: There's just no shot you're going to be able to keep him up, keep up with Henrik Lundqvist with the suits and the wardrobes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just uh, and he's done a great job on television, by the way. You can tell he uh, knows the game. It's a perfect fit for him. MSG Network, lifelong ranger. Uh, it was a great fit for uh, him. Andrew McGinnis, great fit for the Ice Guys show as well, uh, joining us here. Andrew, welcome in and uh, say hello to Eddie Lack, Casey Nelson, our guest. Hey
3: guys, how are you guys doing?
2: Hey, good. good, good, good. How are you?
3: Good, good. Great to meet you. Watched, uh, watched the full career.
2: Yeah, I mean, we it wasn't did. that long. <laughs> <either.
3: laughs> hey, I'm a fan. Hey,
1: Elliot Friedman said something on the show last or a couple of nights ago. It was like one, it was Anthony Stewart. They were laughing at the guy, Anthony Stewart. You know, because he didn't have quite the uh, skill set that some other hockey players and he said, well, and, and Elliot's trying to back him up. Give him a break. One game in the NHL is good or, you know, whatever it is, you know, and that's true. That's the way you should look at it. Both of you, you know, <laughs> you got more than that, much more than that uh, in terms of games in the NHL. So uh, definitely was a, a good thing to see there. Uh, by the way, and that, he- that wasn't that wasn't meant to be a joke. That was I was being genuine. <laughs> yeah, of
3: course. <laughs> I, I know you guys laugh when I say hey. that, but hey, I, I- Hey, I told my friends I was doing a podcast and uh, hey here we go. So uh you talk about the- Henrik Lundquist. Biss- I,
2: just- I mean he the guy didn't have any hands, he couldn't skate, but he's like probably one of the most famous people in the hockey world now, would you say?
3: <laughs> Who was it? Sorry, okay. I missed that.
2: Paul 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 Bisnasty. Oh, Biss- oh yeah, Nasty. Of yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah but he's
3: probably he left star be honest, of the team He's probably yeah, made more money with Barstool than he did in his NHL career.
1: Yeah.
3: 100%. that's not about, even a question. Uh, <laughs> you guys talk about Lunquist. My favorite story I heard about Lunquist was uh I think it was somebody asking him about the All-Star. There was like an All-Star weekend like what he was wearing to this certain event and uh they they showed up and it was supposed to be business casual for the event and I remember I can't remember who it was but then uh lundquist said like dude there's no such thing as business casual man there's no such thing as overdressed and he's just like full-on like suit no matter where is that true about that guy i mean is this guy just always overdressed
2: yeah i mean you can't really overdress right so he didn't over-dress, no such he... thing as overdressed i guess hank hank definitely brought his a game every single day one
0: up oh one up always <laughs> <laughs>
1: But you're not going to see me in a suit very often. I don't care what the price of it is. I don't care if it's the most best Armani <laughs> suit, the best, most fucking expensive suit ever. I'm not wearing it. I'm a I'm a golf shirt, T-shirt guy. I want to be comfortable. I want to be comfortable, man. And I don't find I'm comfortable in suits very often. So oh. that's all you're getting out of me.
0: Back in many, I definitely dress a little better for showings and stuff. Yeah. But with the heat here, there's just no shot. And oh, Especially so- if I was in Arizona.
1: There's yeah. I'm not all- wearing a suit. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, like, a lot of agents look a little weird on us, but, like, hey, we're dressed up in full, like, suits. And I'm like, well, yeah. we, like, wore full, 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 like, suits for games for so long. And I'm like, it's 110 outside. I'm not yeah. going to dress up in a suit. Yeah, I
0: mean, I'm yeah. Here, I'm sweating by the time I even get
2: there. So what do you guys think about, like, the, uh,
3: just kind of like the culture around, like, the rules changing from certain teams about, uh, like, dress code? I know the Leafs changed. I know, like, in the NBA, I mean, you could have, some players wear like sweatpants and hoodies and some players are wearing like suits. Like obviously like, you know, y- you grow up. Freedom to like, wear like, what you want. Is yeah. Like, I ready. mean, I think it's kind of cool like that. Like, you know, you see like hockey players wear like nice suits and stuff like that, but also like to have the, the ability to wear what you want is kind of a cool thing too. Like, what are your guys' thoughts on the NHL? Like, or certain teams loosening up on that?
0: I, I think it's good for, I, I would honestly say it's good for, um, guys i guess off the ice kind of stuff so like there's always like you know NBA stuff there's always like accounts and stuff following them just for fashion and stuff you know what i mean yeah. so i would say money off of away from the sport like hmm. I their image uh with their say their social media accounts stuff like that and getting side deals um i think it's good for that
1: Uh yeah. um,
0: so I mean I would say it's definitely growing the game. I mean it's more exposure. I mean, the more people talking about, say, Austin Matthews, right? He's a big, he's a big fashion guy. So I mean, more people talking about it, I um, yeah. guess more people see it. So um it's definitely can't hurt the game, that's for sure.
2: The NBA took it like a little bit one step too <laughs> far. <off>. Russell
3: Westbrook's <laughs> outfits are a little Certain bit, players a little bit yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah. Know that you can wear whatever you want, but like, do you really want to wear that?
1: Do you really know? want to wear a onesie? I mean, really? Yeah. yeah. like, yeah. I
2: grew up.
3: Yeah. I grew up playing basketball, but like, <laughs> pretty much for a living, I talk hockey on podcasts. Uh, I watched hockey and like pretty much like you know broke down games more. I find it ridiculous that my friends at like young ages, you know, you're like eight, nine, ten years old and you're wearing a suit or like you know dress shirt and tie. It's like that hockey culture, and I'm like. Why the hell do you guys, are you guys as coaches who's in the stands besides your parents like you're 9 years old you know like and the coaches are telling them well it's just to like practice good habits for like major junior or for like prep school and stuff but like yeah. I don't know man I think it's kind of weird these kids are like 10 years old and they're uh, their coaches guess- are making them wear
0: ties they're getting recruited so damn young now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The only glad. one that's upset
1: about this is Don Cherry. Don Cherry's just, <laughs> just doing... He's just losing it. He's losing his shit over this. That well, these They're not wearing any suits anymore. What the hell are these young kids these days? Yeah, this that would be bothering Don Cherry. Don Cherry's always been a fucking stickler for wear the suit, wear the tie, look like a good Canadian boy. Look like that good oh. Canadian boy there. <laughs> love to
2: see oh his God. closet. I love it too when like the NBA guys... They like take like digs on the players that they're gonna play 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 against. I mean, wasn't it like Dray- Dray- Draymond Green that wore like a jer- jer- jersey of an old ex of like the team that he was gonna play against and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. like yeah. things like that. It's like fun to me too.
3: More yeah. more personality, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I got to say something real quick about Don Cherry since Ian mentioned him. I saw there was a, a show in Canada there. Somebody had like an interview one on one with Don Cherry. And I thought this was a joke. I thought it was 100% going to be a joke. Apparently, he got some of his uh, suit designs at a curtain shop. No joke, like where you buy like curtains, like, or like uh, shower curtains and stuff. Have you seen some of those suits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I swear to God, like he said that he'd go in there and then they'd be like, that looks pretty cool. And then he would turn that into a, like a suit. Like, imagine like you're like, you're, you're, you buy a shower curtain you're like, walk in you're like, okay. And then that's just what this guy's suit.
1: (laughs) Well, I said to a buddy of mine years ago, Don Cherry wears nothing but curtains and bed sheets as suits. You know, essentially that's, that's what he's got. That's what he's rocking. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, it's uh. by the way, Don, we hope he's doing well. We know he's been off television for a while, but uh, hopefully all's well. All right, Casey. Um, sorry. I apologize as a Sabres fan for the shit show and shit storm you dealt with there uh, when you played there. It's nice to at least see they finished this season strong, that the organization looks like it's going uh, in a little bit of a better direction, but uh, we got memory lane. We haven't done memory lane with every player recently, but, you two have got a lot of highlight clips that we found. So we got some memory lane shit for both of you. We're going to start with you, uh, Casey Nelson, a memory that I'm sure stands out uh, in <laughs> your mind uh, from the uh, past Here, Let me just bring it up on the uh, queue here. All right, here we go.
0: Buffalo on the attack. Another shorthanded chance rushing up the ice. Nelson's stopped by Bur-
3: I love how you're all teeth are in this. You're just laughing. And another shorthanded goal by the Sabres. They have a pair of them tonight. They trail it by one.
1: Now, didn't I roll out the red carpet for you or what? With that highlight reel. With that <laughs> clip.
0: Uh, penalty kill and I do a wraparound. I get a wraparound chance on the penalty kill for my first <laughs> for my first NHL goal. He is celebrating the same in beer league too. I can confirm. Same, same, Sally. Exact same. Yeah. You got to get. A, yeah, I'm always getting up in the plan that
2: The PK knee up too. and like the two fist bumps. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that is a highlight reel in itself.
0: Yeah. Wonder, like
3: some of the goals you see people score for their first, like, is not good. So like when when you hear the commentators get excited about someone's first goal and they say yeah. like this is one they'll remember. I mean. Some of the some of the goals people score for their first are like off a leg, you know, like they weren't even looking or like a you know a weird goal. That's a pretty nice one.
0: So yeah. that be bounced off of. If you look at it close, Eric Johnson sliding into the goal this way. So I actually bounced it off of Eric Johnson. And oh,
1: now, now you ruined the whole but thing. The, like you but, wouldn't have actually seen it that clearly on the long shot. To start <laughs> over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut, cut, More. cut.
0: It's good because there's like four abs players and then it's me right there you know what I mean? <laughs> in the same shot. Yeah, no, that was good. That was, was pretty. We didn't win that game, of
1: course. So. <laughs> you didn't win much when you were there. What's the matter with you? The Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eddie, we didn't forget about you. Uh, we do have uh, something of your uh, and some some of your work. Uh, from the uh, past. Let's see what we got in the uh, treasure chest for uh, Eddie Lack from the uh, past. Here we go. Michael Furman in the skate and Furlin got
0: another piece of Heather. Here's a giveaway. Jones, what a save by Eddie Lack.
1: That's bailing out your teammate, teammate right there. What a fucking horrible it, the the it all started
3: <laughs> with a big hit
1: by Furman <laughs> just maybe looked up Tanev, and I've been praising year. him for the way he's played in Calgary this year. And that's the guy that did it. Stare him oh down. Stare him yeah. down after the save. Pretty Man, impressive.
2: Like a goalie's best friend. And then he goes and do something like that. Like, yeah, yep. yep. I always knew he had a thing for me. He, yeah. Yeah. He wanted me out of there. And that was my last game as a Canuck, I think too. So it? yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now Eddie didn't just fight pucks in his career. He fought his paraphernalia in equipment at times, too.
0: ...each other uh, briefly after
3: the game, and, uh, you know, we keep in touch, but this is a chance to actually see each other and, uh, you know, look forward to that, uh, you know, that 15, 20 minutes that you get afterwards.
1: I
2: mean, that's, that's not a lot of time, but... Uh, nice. no, I didn't even know I was on camera.
1: That was Eddie Lack in the background. Never mind what Ryan Miller's... Great career, of course, but Uh-oh. never mind Ryan Miller the what the the, the 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 part that you needed to be concerned about was in the background there. Uh, Eddie Lack apparently uh, Eddie versus Shirt and Shirt won that battle. Uh, apparently Eddie, what been... happened there? No. <laughs> no,
0: he's never won that
2: battle. Though no. no. I mean. You've been sit, sitting on the bench for like three three hours. You were sweating, and it dried up, and it's just like I mean, everything's just sticking to you. It's a yeah, the, the shirt always won. All
3: like, right, great well, stuff. I mean, there what's it like when you see that? You're probably like, are are you mad? Like, because sometimes you probably just have no idea what not mad, but like what like when there's a camera on you. You know, like you guys probably have so many cameras around you what's all the time, the but
1: probably has no fucking clue. Yeah, what yeah. well, sure it's, it's probably, like you know. Now,
2: like, it's been 10 years, and I'm thinking back. I'm like, dude, are you okay?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Someone on YouTube, and I just, when I was putting these clips together for the show here with YouTube joining us, someone on YouTube added the quote on the YouTube channel with one of Eddie Lack. I guess it was discussion topic was on you and your career. The weird career of Eddie Lack. The weird career uh, of Eddie Lack. How about you, the man himself? Did you find that it was weird? Do you agree with that?
2: I mean, I just went through all the emotions, and everything, and being hurt and playing hurt. I mean, uh, I I did, didn't have one game in NHL where I felt like, oh my god, I'm like a hundred percent. You know, like I had my first first hip surgery in the off season before i went up to like the nhl and then i came back and i felt good for like tra- training camp and kind of good for like the start of the season and then uh, about one and a half months in i started feeling like pain and discomfort in like the other hip right and i'm like well i'm not gonna go through all of like what i did now and then like loot lo- loose like my spot to so- someone else and everything like that so i just wanted to uh work through it you know and 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 the um, de- the de- dealing with that pain for like five six years and it kept getting worse and worse and worse it was just like when i had my sec- sec- second sur- surgery uh, i told myself that if i'm not a hundred percent i'm not gonna like force it and come back and and
1: I'm not feeling like I'm at my absolute best, we're shutting it down, right?
2: No, exactly. So so like the the decision was kinda easy for me. Uh like my my body made made the decision for me, but I'm always wondering like, hey, what what if I didn't have these issues and everything like that? Could could cause like Nowhere in my mind did I think that I like lived up to my full potential, you know, like 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 now when I'm 34 is probably the time where I would hit hit my my peak, you know. And so that's like the only thing that I'm kind of wondering and like sitting back some, sometimes, you know. I, um, I got to ask I, a question I, here Ian. like how important
3: ahead. was it for you to stay involved in the sport? You know, I know some hockey players that it's just been part of your life since you're like five years old. Once your career is over, you just kind of wrap things up. And I know some people don't even watch the game. How important was it for you to, to stay involved with the game of hockey?
2: Yeah. I mean, hockey has been the thing that I loved from, um, I was five, six years old and, and, and pretty much up until the, this last two and a half years here. I mean, hockey was the only thing that I knew. And so, uh, it was important for me to 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 stay within the game, especially during this transition period and everything, because because like hockey, Eddie was the only Eddie that that I knew. So so, so yeah, uh, ha, ha, having the gig with ASU and 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 uh, be, being there for like practices a few times a week and everything like that. That was uh, that was uh, important for me because I still felt like uh, like like myself, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's a good question, Andrew. Well done. Um, uh, what was I going to say? When Eddie mentioned he's thirty-four, I just I had to, you know, I just stunned by that. I'm older than everybody now. What the hell's going on here? Is there anybody? <laughs> is there anybody older than me now? How I mean, old how are you? I'm going to be thirty-seven in uh, a month or two, Jeez. two months. Yeah, still a young buck. Yeah, well, tell my body that. Jeez, uh, tell man, my expanding an, waistline. You're an that. you're an old man. You talk about you, Eddie trying okay, to put the. You, okay, shirt, hold on, hold on, guys, hold on, okay. hold on.
3: This guy on the top left of the screen can never say an expanding waistline.
1: I'm not gonna ask you how much you weigh, Ian, but I know you're not. It's you can't weight. talk about weight. You can't. talk I drink about like weight. two, three beers a day now. You know, it's, 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 that's what it's, it, it is. I mean, I, I'm skinny growing up. I get that. And I've been that way most of my life, but it's getting there. It, it's getting there. Me putting on, seriously, me putting on a pair of pants and jeans the other day was like Eddie trying to get the shirt off. I mean, <laughs> it was difficult. It's hard. It's tricky now. And it's because of the beer I'm drinking. it's that, I, I'm positive of that. That, that
2: many, and that's wet coming out of the shower.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's his <laughs> excuse. That's it. All right. Awesome. All right, guys, let's get into some NHL uh, right now. Uh, Talk a little bit about the we'll get to the conference finals in a sec. Just briefly, let's put a nice little bow on the uh, Rangers and the Hurricanes last night. Although it's not a nice little bow for me uh, or Andrew, for that matter, from a betting standpoint. I mean, I had Carolina to win the series uh, and plus and game one was a combo at plus one oh five. It was a great price uh, on that. I thought that was better than laying a buck ninety with Carolina in the series price. And Andrew liked uh, the uh, Carolina in specifically in the series, but specifically last night in Game 7 in division. all All you can do if you're Carolina and you're a fan of them or a backer of them is tip your cap to the Rangers and Igor Shosturkin. I mean, just an absolutely outstanding job uh, that he did throughout that uh, series, throughout the playoffs. He's been magnificent in that. Uh, he was different for a large part of that series. And for the Carolina Hurricanes, you can't have your special teams go to shit
2: this is you this uh, is Down me. the
1: stretch of that series, you know, we really saw the uh, Carolina hurricane special teams falter. Uh, and it's a situation where, you know, that's what was the difference in the end. You know, we had the uh, penalty kill, which was number one all year for the hurricanes. They give up multi what, four or five straight games. The Rangers score a power play goal. And the Carolina hurricanes were one of the league leaders in penalties all year. They never corrected it. They're always in the penalty box. It's been the one flaw they had all year, but the penalty kill was so strong, you never noticed all the penalties they took because they killed off every one. You know, it was that good. And then in that series, though, against the Rangers, whether it was Banajad, Crider, uh, you know, Adam Fox with a big power play goal to get the game started last night, the penalty kill just sucked at the worst possible time for the Carolina Hurricanes Uh, and now they're going home, and the New York Rangers are moving on to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, and credit to them. Uh, And Igor Shosturkin and Andre Vasilevsky is going to be one hell of a goaltending duel uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Eddie, for sure, I know will appreciate uh, what we could be seeing there with the uh, goaltending matchup coming up in the East Finals. So, guys, I'll throw it to you. Casey, uh, Eddie, thoughts on uh, the Rangers moving on past Carolina?
0: Um, I mean, they came out I mean it's tough to come back after being down pretty damn quick so um I think up until that game seven every every home team won the game right in that series yeah, yeah. so I mean it's i I did pick Rangers to win that game seven um but I don't know i I just think going off of that game six it's that's a lot of momentum and obviously you're going back home to try to finish it off for Carolina there, but I I don't know. I, th- I think Rangers have just been solid, too solid.
1: They That's have been, and, they gotten, and the special teams was phenomenal for them. It was not good for Carolina, and Shesterkin was better than Ronta, especially toward the end of that series uh, as well. Eddie, what did you think in, uh, of that one? Yeah,
2: I mean, I had Carolina early too. I had them to win the series as well. Uh, I, I just think... Uh, I don't know what kind of horseshoe the Rangers have had up their ass entire season. I almost feel like here. There's but, a lot
1: of people that think that that they're you know riding a yeah. g- magic carpet right now.
2: Yeah, and 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 a lot of the times that's what a good goalie does to your team too. And 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 uh, Igor has been phenomenal this these like three years or like four years he's been in the league now. Three three three, I think now, but, but, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, they're in for a really tough task ahead of them, but yeah, I was really hoping for, for Car- Carolina to pull through yesterday.
1: Yeah. There is a silver lining though, to Carolina losing. I did have preseason and I said this on Twitter cause I, you know, I sent it out to all my clients, uh, in October, uh, was the New York Rangers to win the East and the Stanley Cup? That's the good news. It's still alive. 10 to 1 to win the East, uh, 20 to 1 odds to win the Stanley Cup. That's the good news. The bad news is who you're about to play uh, the two time defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, which is going to be uh, a very uh, difficult task for the Rangers. But with Shusterkin playing as well as he is right now, who knows? Uh, Maybe they can make it a very, very uh, interesting series against the uh, Lightning just with that, especially with you see the way Fox is playing on the blue. Uh, Philip Heedle, what a series for him. The young kids are getting better. New York, and don't sleep on Gerard Gallant. What a coach. How are you doing, Vegas? You let the guy go. Uh, You know, when you had a, what, a five-game losing streak, you let the guy go, and now look what he's doing here with the uh, New York Rangers. Stupid. Uh, It was that day that it happened. I've been screaming and yelling about it for years, and I'll never forget. The Golden Knights stupidity there, getting rid of Gerard Gallant. Foolish, absurd that they fired him when they did.
0: I don't think too many people agreed with that move. I mean, not even agreed, but I think I I would say the large majority of people knew that he was going to do good things wherever he went after that.
1: Good quality coach. Look what he did. Florida turned him around instantly. Vegas, year one, Stanley Cup final, good instantly. And New York Rangers, one year. This is his first year there they're not supposed to be in the conference finals this year. They're way ahead of schedule and Gerard Gallant, big part of it. Andrew, uh, what do you think?
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, I I like what you guys said about just the fact that, you know, you get two power play opportunities in the first period, capitalize on both. One of them was in the trailing seconds of, I think like six or seven seconds remaining in the power play. And in a series like that, with how many low scoring games we saw, obviously yesterday didn't result in a low scoring game, but, in that series in general you give any team a two goal lead uh that's a big cushion you know maybe not if it's a you know Colorado St. Louis or you know Edmonton Calgary that's not a big cushion but in a series like that a two goal lead feels like almost like a four goal lead with the goaltending we saw and the defensemen we saw so you know when i saw that happen as someone that was on the Carolina Hurricanes i thought hey the rangers momentum is in their favor but also just with that lead that can change the way they can play. But also I'll be honest, like I was a little bit su- surprised at Carolina kind of what they did on their power play. They didn't get anything out to the wings. It was all shots from the point, trying to get some you know, tips in front of the net and stuff like that. But I I really don't think they made things difficult for, for Igor Shosturkin. Like he had a great game. Don't get me wrong, but I really don't think Carolina made it that difficult for him. Um, and that surprised me a little bit, you know, I understand this is why we always talk about shot quality versus shot quantity. Right. I almost yeah. would have rather them limit some of those shots or, you know, get a little bit fewer shots, but create a few more opportunities. And I'm sure you guys as players, like you hear in the, in, in the arena all the time, like the fans yelling, like shoot it, shoot it. I hate when I'm at a game watching and fans yell that they don't know what they're talking about. They just, you know, and
1: what shoot into experience. a pair of shin pads? Yeah. Is what
3: you want him to do? Yeah. <laughs> yesterday I mean there are how many shots did Carolina have that were probably, you know, right to the glove or right to the chest protector? It's easier to say that now, but uh, you know, I tweeted out yesterday and, and uh, I kind of got some shit for it because it's a little bit of a different comparison. Uh guys, I, I'm a Canadians fan, so I tweeted out. You know, this Rangers runs kind of reminded me of the Canadians last year. And people were like, dude, the Habs were horrible until the playoffs. And the Rangers are a 110 point team this year. But when it comes down to it, like, you know, we don't talk advanced analytical numbers that much on the show, but we do sometimes. And yesterday I ran through all those numbers. Carolina was supposed to win game six, believe it or not. And, and, you know, they lost five, two. All the advanced numbers pointing towards not- Carolina. Sorry?
2: They were supposed to win game three, too, I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So, you know, it sometimes you look at it, and that's what that's what it was like with Montreal last year. I'll be honest. I mean, I'm a Canadians fan, but in some of those games they played in against both Vegas and Toronto, maybe not against Winnipeg, but they weren't supposed to win those. But when you have a hot goalie and you take advantage of the chances you get, that's what happens, you know. A goalie oh. makes big saves. Two power plays in the first period, boom! You're up two nothing. I mean, those are bonehead mistakes too. Like a, a too many men penalty in a game seven. Are you kidding me? That just can't happen. No, it yeah. can't.
0: That quick start, there's that stuff to come back. From. Yeah, that is. yeah.
3: I well, mean, I, what what do you guys think about people that say like they don't have a superstar type thing? Because I'm like a big believer in like how important depth is in hockey. I just think, you know, it's not like basketball where you have the big three, you know, but people were kind of saying that about Carolina, they don't really have that superstar and even like a score like Aho had a really quiet series. What do you guys think about that? Because I always say that if you really care about superstars, you know, what's going on with the Leafs and Matthews, you know, what about McDavid until this year and the Oilers? I, I think that it's all about being well-rounded. Like, do you, do you guys agree that people are saying, well, Carolina didn't have any superstars? So that was the difference.
0: Yeah i I would say, because I mean if your superstar is not clicking right, well, who's going to score then then yeah. have three lines say that can score and say maybe one of the lines isn't clicking or two is not i mean you still have you know what I mean you still have well rounded guys that can score yeah i mean in their all their lines can score, so I mean yeah um. I would say, especially in playoffs. I mean, that's that's 100% where they're gonna, I guess, gain gain those leads. Because I mean, mm-hmm. if if your superstars yeah. out of it, and they might be snake bitten for a whole series. So yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And like, I wouldn't call uh, Ajo and those guys su- superstars yet. I mean, they're mm. really 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 good talented players and and like i mean the the stats and everything that they put up in like the last years it's like right on the edge to like superstar st- st- stats right. right right uh superstars or not i, I mean it's like K- casey said you need your best players to be your best players and and i don't think that was the case and yeah. Uh, Carolina was, like, really, really good for, like, three-fourths of the season. I didn't really feel that they were really good for for the last little bit. And I don't really feel that they played up to their true, true potential in the first mm-hmm. round against Boston either. But... Yeah. I was kind of hoping that I was gonna click eventually, but 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 yeah, obviously it didn't. And then lo- losing their all-star goalie is not gonna help
3: either. No. and then losing their second goalie as well doesn't help. Right. You know, but and then Zibanejad, Kreider, those guys. I mean, I love that expression you said. You know, your best players have to be your best players.
1: Yesterday, yeah. the Rangers' best players were better than than the Carolina Hurricanes' best players. Okay. It's unfortunate with the goaltending situation, but at the same time, if you're Carolina, you knew what you were getting into when you signed Frederick Anderson last year. You knew what you were getting into. I mean, Toronto felt the same pain. I mean, and now you felt it this year. I'm sorry to say this. He takes a decade to heal up from injuries. You know, that's what we're looking at right now with Freddie. I mean, it's it's a situation right now where it's tough for him. He, he, he's a slow he, – he never – they just kept saying he was skating, he was skating, he was skating, but he never got to the point where he was really close to returning you know, yeah. to game action. And now you're in a tough spot. Ronta has been a a goalie that's started, what, maybe 10, 15, 20 games a year, who's been in and out with injuries, who's now in his mid to late 30s, who's now being asked to play, what, 12 consecutive playoff games uh, like he has. And I think he kind of hit a bit of a wall, you know, where when you're not used to kind of playing that many games in a row, yeah, it affects you a little bit. And I think that's kind of what had happened here with uh, Carolina with anti anti Ronta was great. I mean, he did everything he could. Yeah. I thought he was very good early in the playoffs, but I think maybe the number of games he played consecutively uh, maybe caught up to him uh, a little bit, but yeah, disappointing because I think we all thought high expectations. What's disappointing to me too, guys, is game seven specifically Andrew brought it up game six, high danger chances all over the place for them uh, against the Rangers game three. Eddie, you mentioned it, you know, they had the better of the play expected goals, high danger chances, all those advanced numbers that you look at game seven though, no second and third chance opportunities. Where's the rebounds? Where's the second looks? Where's the traffic in front of the net last yeah. night? I never saw any of it. Igor Shosturkin's just picking cherries all night. He's going to stop everything when he sees it from the blue line like that. He's great at looking around the defenseman, you know, peeking, peeking around, looking for the puck coming in. He's phenomenal with that. And it was just too easy for him last night.
2: I agree. I agree.
1: Yep, no doubt. Um, Let's move on now to... Uh, Actually, you know what? We have a a couple of questions. I don't want to ignore the questions. We've got Eddie here. Some people have questions, people watching uh, in our chat. Uh, There was one that was uh, earlier that I'm going to see if I can find it here, scroll up a little bit. But we do have someone that asked a a question here for uh, Eddie in terms of, uh, yeah, the uh, Heritage. uh, Hold on one thing. Let me see see if I can. There we go. Eight years ago, Rich H. I think he's a Canucks fan. Pretty sure he is. uh, Eddie started the Heritage Classic over Roberto Luongo. I wonder if he has any other classic torts stories that he can share. Of course, John Tortorella, who apparently might be the next Flyers head coach. Well, at least he's being interviewed. Any any Tort stories? I'm sure you got to have one. I mean,
2: my my favorite Tort tor- tor- story, I think, uh, is uh, we played against D- D- Detroit away and we lost one one nothing. We we were like completely flat and. Um, Torts had a post game interview after, and like Torts and David Booth were, they were so like on top of each other all the time, and 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 like that that entire year was like a battle between those two. But Torts Torts went out in a scrum. He 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 said. Eh, David Booth was our best player today. It's really good for David Booth, but really bad for our team. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So, so Poor yeah, David
1: Booth. That
2: was one. The- that was one of my like fa- fa- favorite with 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 Yeah. Uh, another one with with Torts and Booth as well. Uh, so Torts had this spe- special rule that like. If it was a one o'clock meeting, the meeting could start anytime, as seven minutes early, or it could actually start start, start on time. But the meeting started when Torts came in the room, right? <laughs> so, uh, David,
1: oh, uh, did we lose him? Oh my uh, God! I, right in the middle of I another... think it's like oh, a... there, we go. We're in the back a phone call
3: or something came in.
1: Busy man. Yeah, yeah. So.
2: David had had this like warm up routine and everything that was like he had to take it mat take advantage of like every single minute to get warm so like before tor- tor- towards meet meetings and everything he was laying in the middle of the room he was doing sit ups and everything and everyone was just sitting there waiting waiting right uh, so one time he was Towards came early, so like the meeting started like six six minutes early, but it was on towards time. So so right, and Boothar came in like 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 one or two minutes before one, and and towards towards. But it was past towards time, right? Lost that he, he was like, get the fuck out, and and. Uh Boother was like, No, no, I'm not leaving. (laughs) And and, and Hors is like five foot like seven, five foot six maybe, and Boother's like six three, so they just went back and forth added and like Torts was like trying to carry Boother out of like <laughs> the and everything and everyone just started dying laughing. It's like just
1: trying to like pick him up and lift him out of the room?
2: <laughs> trying to pick him up and like Boother's, is like 240 pounds, right? He's like pure muscle and like Torts is like five six <laughs> like yeah. yeah that was funny that's also
1: me trying to lift anything. Uh, by the way, uh, pretty much uh, that that's absolutely <laughs> that's hilarious. So but now basically what you, uh, you've confirmed for me, Eddie, is the next show that I've got to try to put together with the two guys in the same room are David Booth and John Tortorella here on the ice. Guys, we'll see if <laughs> see if we can make that happen uh, at some point. But no, that's that's unbelievable. So David Booth, by the way, Steve, had a good career for a bit. Florida, he had some nice time there. Detroit, Vancouver uh, for a bit. And uh, he's been retired for a while now.
2: Very hard worker, like extremely.
1: Yeah, definitely. He was speaking of hard workers and, uh, and uh, great skill. Uh, see, that's, I was, I'm, I'm the king of segways. I didn't, I was fucked that one up. Sorry. I, I, did, I didn't, get, I, I didn't bring my best there uh, with hey, that potential segway. Uh,
3: both yeah. these teams
1: probably have some hard workers on them. Edmonton and Colorado. Let's go. They probably do. Game one. Here it is. It's the series we're all clamoring for. Edmonton Oilers Colorado Avalanche we've got Colorado minus 180 home favorites here in game one Uh, they are even bigger favorites than that uh, for the series minus 240 uh, they are for the series total is seven here in game one and like I said I'm petrified to bet the under in this series I really am with the firepower uh, that we have seen from both of these teams Um, I like what Nathan McKinnon said yesterday and because this is a pet peeve of mine I've said this before this is We are excited for the individual matchup. No question. Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid. Of course, who wouldn't be excited about that? But I like what he said. Don't bring this Nathan McKinnon versus Connor McDavid shit around me. Don't bring that rhetoric around me. This is the Edmonton Oilers versus the Colorado Avalanche. You know, this is a team game at the end. He says, I don't pay attention to that. And that's always my pet peeve. Whenever Washington plays Pittsburgh, the networks, what are they saying? Crosby versus Ovechkin, right? All the time, every time. No, Penguins versus Capitals. As it is it is a team game, uh, after all, uh, and I'm glad Nathan McKinnon agrees with me with that. This should be phenomenal. I think in game one, you guys, and I'll ask uh, Casey and Eddie, see if they agree, I think Edmonton's got some things that worry me in game one. First of all, going on the road and going from playing Calgary and L.A., especially Calgary, in terms of the stylistic matchup, when you look at the Calgary Flames, how often do they activate the defensemen? How often are the defensemen pinching, joining the play, joining the rush? Not as often. Now you go to Colorado and you've got six very, very strong skating defensemen, one through six, of led by Devon Taves, Kale McCarr, Bowen Byram, who's getting a lot more ice time now with Sam Gerrard out for the season. He's going to get power play minutes as well. This is a team that is really going to test that Oilers blue line. And I still look at that Edmonton blue line, you guys, and I love Darnell Nurse, Hamilton boy uh, like me. Uh, he's, he's been absolutely terrific, but after that Cody CC, has played better than I expected. Can he keep this going? Evan Bouchard, more of an offensive minded defenseman, same with Tyson Berry, Duncan Keith at this stage of his career. Can he keep up with what Colorado is going to bring? Brett Kulak is a, you know, a depth defenseman. How's he going to handle this Colorado team? I think, you know, when you look at it, the fact that Colorado is a five man attack all over the ice at all times that's something totally different for Edmonton than what they saw from Calgary. And I think it could be a little bit of an adjustment. And the other thing too, is Edmonton feasted on, you know what turnovers and odd man rushes and transition game and rush chances. They just crushed Calgary converting on those while Calgary's not as adept as Colorado, at least in my opinion, to get back in position when Edmonton's attacking off the rush, they've got all these guys can skate like the wind, you know, kale McCarr, Byram, Taves, go on down the list. So Edmonton, I don't think, is going to get those chances off the rush, even if Colorado does turn the puck over at times in the neutral zone like Calgary did. I think it's going to be easier for them to get back and try to be in good position defensively against this Edmonton team. I think it's going to be a long series, competitive series, back and forth. I'm going to take Colorado to win game one and the series. This is what I tried with Carolina in the last round. It fell short. I'm going to take it here at minus 120. Uh, Colorado to win game one and the series at minus 120. Uh, as far as the total goes, I like the over, but I'm going to wait to see if I can get a better number with it live in game. And we do have our bet cast tonight live at 8 p.m. Eastern for game one. So join us on the bet cast and, I will, and you'll see I'm going to look for a better number with the over uh, in game here when it comes to uh, Oilers and Avs game one. So that's how I'm approaching it. Uh, let's go to our guests at Casey uh, Eddie, what do you think? Game one tonight, Western Conference Final, and the series overall.
0: Um, go <laughs> ahead. You know what? I'm going to go with uh, I'm going with Edmonton in Game one here, but I'm going with Colorado for the series. Change it up. I
2: I I'm not as impressed by Colorado as everyone else is. Mm. Like everyone else. Has thought that they would just breeze through and win the Stanley Cup. I mean, they they breeze through Nashville, who lost their best player before the playoffs, like in Juicy Sorrows. So, um, they had the bat back, bat back, backup issues. They played their third string in like almost entire series, right? So I don't I don't. Uh, I don't think Colorado's as good as everyone thinks. I mean, they were having issues with St. Louis as well. Uh, and I, I'm gonna go off the board. I'm gonna go Edmonton in seven. I think like when, when you have the best player, probably in the last thirty, 30 years in NHL. I mean. You seem to find, find find a way, so I'm gonna go with Edmonton and seven.
1: There is a little there is a little notion that you know what's that NBA basketball way of winning in the playoffs? The yeah. superstar carries the team right to a series win, and it happens all the time in the NBA. I never truly bought into that all these years in the NHL. It was more of a team game; everybody had to play well. But Connor McDavid's different. You know, he's so freaking fucking unbelievable. With what he's done, what did he have, 23 points in 10 playoff games or something like that, 2.3 points per playoff game? That's insane. That's absolutely nuts. You know, he is that kind of special breed where he could actually carry a team to a victory in a series, you know, because I've never seen anything like this from him, just his ability to impact the game and dominate at all times in every shift. He's making things happen. He's setting his teammates up. He's scoring. Something's happening with him on the ice.
0: I, I don't think he's gonna get touched as much as he did, like physically, like against Calgary. Because I mean, Calgary at times, I mean, not necessarily purely McDavid get, getting, I guess, being hard on him, but just just to go through that somewhat of a hard series, kind of a more of a battle, right? Yeah. So I think I think yeah, it's he might. I mean, he's got better skating defensemen. He's got to go against now, but are they gonna be as hard on him? I'd
1: That there's an argument there, maybe a little bit more of a physicality bent, if you will, to the Calgary blue line compared to uh, Colorado. That 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 is possible. I think skating wise, they can do a better job, Colorado, keeping up with Edmonton. But you're right. Are they going to mash them through the boards, or are they going to you know have that opportunity to take some physical liberties with McDavid, Drysaitel, Kane, you know, Hyman, you know, all these players that have done significant damage for the Oilers. It's an interesting. Uh, question for sure see you always have to have a plan of attack going into a series and that's especially at this time of year when it's so tough you know all these teams are good so my thought was colorado tonight just because it could be an an edmonton initially a little bit of a shock you know going from calgary to colorado but if colorado wins tonight and i and we cash in with them I'll, i'll probably be on edmonton quite honestly in game two because we did see remember the blues beating colorado in game two in Denver in the last series after a Game 1 loss. so And I think betting the losing team in the next game in both of these series, that could be a good way to approach it with both conference finals, in my opinion. Uh, And we know Tampa, off a loss, is just untouchable. And we'll get to that in a sec. Andrew? uh, Yeah, Eddie, one more thing. Go ahead. Yeah,
2: Tampa is just, like, another level. I mean, I watched the last period against Game game 7 there with the Leafs. Like, I mean... Even when it was 12 min- minutes left, I mean, there was no way that Toronto was going to win that game. I mean, T- T- Tampa just looked so com- confident, and Toronto looked nervous that they were going to blow it again, which they did. And, and, and yeah, I mean, it's T- – Tampa knows how to win, and when you're up 2-1 two, two one or one nothing or, like, whatever – and you get to have Vasilevsky out there. You get to put Hedman out there. I mean, yeah. it's it's really tough to play against them when they're up.
1: No doubt about that. No question about that. We'll get your thoughts, uh, Casey and Eddie, on the Eastern final in just a second before we wrap up the show. But, Andrew, we'll go to you here for the West here. Edmonton, Colorado, game one in the series. What do you like?
3: Well, I think, you know, to, to kind of what Eddie was saying about St. Louis I think a lot of people's opinion on Colorado in this one should really be based on how much respect they have for St. Louis. You know, if you really think St. Louis is a good team, then you give them credit and you think, you know what, Colorado battled through and they got it done in six. And If you don't think St. Louis is as good as they looked, then, you know, you're disappointed in Colorado and say, Hey, even though they won in six, they didn't play their best. And I think that's kind of like two sides to that coin. Um, but when it comes down to it, Colorado kind of, you know, got over that hump, uh, here they are in the conference finals. But when I look at them, you know, the fact of the matter is there was a game they played in where Nathan McKinnon, of course, you know, I follow him quite a bit being from, uh, Nova Scotia had a hat trick and they didn't win that game. How how does your best player score a Hattie and you lose the game? You know what I mean? So that kind of stuff is worrisome and, I think that I talked at nauseam about how much uh, depth I thought was on Colorado with, you know, Nacuskin, Kadri, Ranton, and, you know, I mean, it's not really depth. They're all great players, but um, of course, McKinnon and Landeskog up there, and they add Arturi Lekkinen at the deadline. But it didn't really seem like they had that. Actually, for a lot of that St. Louis series, it really was their top guys or nothing. Um, so I'm interested to see. But I think that a point that you made about the blue liners, Is a big deal, uh, which is why actually one of my favorite bets tonight um, might surprise some people, but is uh, Devon Taze to get a point at minus 130. Um, You know, he's on the the pairing, defensive pairings with Kale McCarr, who you get just horrible odds on him to get a point. The guy gets almost a goal a game for a defenseman. Um, But Taze is obviously right there with him, even though he's more of a stay at home guy compared to Makar, he's still up there in the rush and he's someone that can create. I feel like the defenseman jumping into the rush will cause some issues for the Oilers, but they can also counterattack it and catch them on a lot of two-on-ones, just like we saw if the forwards don't replace the D, which we've seen them do quite a bit as well. But, you know, it's it, it's funny because we have so many different angles here between, between the four of us, as far as the game one and in the series. I think that what I'd like to do from a betting perspective is for Colorado to win game one, and then I'll actually jump in and get Edmonton plus two and a half games in the series. Right now uh, at DraftKings, um, Edmonton plus two and a half games is minus two twenty. Yeah, you don't want to lay that. No you way. don't want that right yeah. now. The minus one and a half games for Colorado is minus one twenty five, and the minus two and a half games for Colorado is plus one eighty. Yeah. So. If you know, they always say a series doesn't start until you lose a home game. So if Colorado wins tonight, we're going to get a much better. I'm not saying it's going to be a great price, uh, but Ian, what do you think it'll be? I mean, if they lose tonight, I think I could get Edmonton like minus, I don't know,
1: 140, something yeah, like that. I think, at I plus think you'll two get a something half in that range. And another thing to keep in mind, it's why my thinking Colorado can take Game One tonight. Edmonton's 0-2 in Game One's. Here in these playoffs, they lost Game One to LA. They lost Game One to Calgary. You know it took them, you know, a game to get into the series and and, and, you know figure things out and put their best foot forward. So uh, that's why my plan of attack: it's Colorado tonight. It's probably come back to Edmonton series or individually in Game Two, just like you, Andrew, in some form. That it's a zigzag series to me. Edmonton's not to me going to get outclassed by Colorado, not when you have McDavid and Dreisaitl and Kane and Hyman. I do get concerned. You mentioned Colorado didn't have as much of their depth forward stepping up. What about Edmonton? What am I going to get from Nugent Hopkins? Well, one game I, I, he can score two. Know. one game. I can't find him with a telescope on the ice. What am I going to get seriously from him? What am I going to get from the Nuge?
3: But even though he's Connor frustrated. played really well, I think that you they're not there just because of him. As much as he's playing at it, just and nobody even thought he even had another level. We keep saying that yeah. about him. I don't yeah. think they're here just because of him No, and Leon. I mean, Evander yeah. Kane, uh, how about Zach Hyman? Hyman. Yeah, That's I mean, a
1: big reason why they're here. But, yeah, but the Nuge higher.
3: isn't all about scoring. And I don't think, you know, he still does no. play a 200 foot game that I think no. it's not talked about as much, but it should be yeah. interesting. Also, I want to mention this is the first seven of the playoffs as yep. far as the total goes. I genuinely think the under could be a look here in game one. I haven't pressed enter. I haven't put any actual physical currency on it yet. Uh, it's a little know. leap of faith, but I understand why. Where you? Well, I, from. I yeah. just think that everybody looks at this game and thinks it's going to be like Battle of Alberta round two. You know, yeah. I Cal- Colorado's better on defense than I think Calgary is.
0: I think. You I know? think ones are all like so guessy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. You know, especially for something like this. I mean, they're both – I would say between the two teams that these guys played last round, it's like the run-and-gun teams made it out, Mm -hmm. and I guess solid bruiser teams are, I guess, left in the dust. That's a good point, Calgary and St. Louis.
3: Yep, yep. And the PK is really crucially here too. Uh, 85% PK for um, the Oilers. For the Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs, 73% PK which is shocking. I mean, that's a pretty big difference, 85 to 73. And, of course, the power play percentage, 34 for Colorado, 28 for Edmonton. So I think I think special teams will be a huge part of this series as well. Both power plays,
1: yep. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And there's one prop I want to throw out, and this is one that I really like for tonight. Bowen Byram, defenseman for Colorado, is going to play second power play minutes. He's moved up the lineup. Uh, in recent games he's now on the second defensive pair with Eric Johnson going into this series so he's getting more minutes he's getting more opportunity and one of our player prop you know logical re, you know strategies is when a forward moves from the third line to the second line or the third line to the top line or a defensive their defenseman moves up from the third pair to the second pair or to the top pair they get more minutes they get more uh, responsibility more ice time play with better players they're good prop bets in those games, points to maybe score a goal, to get a point, shots on goal, uh, all of those things. And Bowen Byram, you look at it since, and they've really used him a lot more uh, at the end of that St. Louis series. I think it's definitely something to consider here tonight. Bowen Byram, by the way, three ga- last three games, he had five assists, 10 shots on goal. So Bowen Byram to score a point tonight for Colorado, I think it's a great bargain. I absolutely think that's a really good look here with what you've seen from him. Uh, in the last few games i'll just uh see if i can uh find it here in terms of his uh points uh props if it, uh, if they have them but uh definitely look at that look at uh certainly uh maybe even to score a goal but uh, and shots on goal even because he's been willing to shoot the puck uh, as of late something to consider eddie before we move on to the east final i'll throw it out at you the goalie matchup darcy kemper mike smith Mike Smith is number three in this in these playoffs right now behind Vasilevsky and Shosturkin for goals saved above average. It is that advanced statistic for goaltenders measuring how good they are against the high danger, point-blank, slot area scoring chances. And Mike Smith's, believe it or not, third, right behind Vasilevsky and Shosturkin. Everyone laughs about the gaffe that he made on the Rasmus Anderson goal uh, in the last series, And it was a bad goal. He lost sight of the puck, but... You know, really, other than that bad mistake, he was very good in that series and he was pretty good against L.A. And he's been really good since the beginning of April, you know, which is when things turned for him. Whereas you look at Darcy Kemper, he had a couple hiccups late in the St. Louis series. Three months ago, you say, who would you want in this series in goal? Everybody's going to say Darcy Kemper. He's had a brilliant season for Colorado overall. But now Mike Smith's come on strong. He's played great since the start of April. We did see a couple goals goals going on Kemper. Uh, against St. Louis, that maybe he should have had. Things have changed a bit, and Mike Smith's right there with of all people, Vasilevsky and shesterkin and goals saved above average, which tells you there's nothing too fluky about his performance. Eddie, what do you think about the goalie battle here?
2: No, and I think that Mike Mike Smith has a history of like playing playing really well in the playoffs. I mean, like Smitty has has. Even when he played in Calgary, he was really good in the playoffs. Like the the few appearances that he got here with the Coyotes, he was really good in the playoffs. Like like he he just has that extra level, and and it's like you said. I mean, if you compare the goalies in the second round, like Smith, Smith, Smitty did play a lot better than Darcy did, and and and. Uh, I'm I'm really interested in seeing how that's going to go. Uh Colorado also had troubles with Bennington in the beginning and then he he got hurt, right? So so they 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 have yet to be a starting goalie in the playoffs, which which is another reason why I I don't 100% get the hype, you know? Like like with Colorado right now. And that's why I'm going to go with Edmonton.
1: There we go. And I'll just point it out too, in terms of the stats, Igor Shosturkin, 15.94 goals saved above average. Andre Vasilevsky, 13.01 goals saved above average. And then there's Mike Smith, 12.33 goals saved above average. The only goalie that's better than those three I just mentioned is a goalie that's not in the playoffs anymore. He got knocked out in the first round with a 16.0, Three six goals saved above average. Jake Ottinger for the Dallas Stars. It was just unbelievable. He's the reason it even got to game seven uh, in the first (laughs) round against the Calgary Flames. Kemper on that list. And that's what I was going to get to, Eddie Kemper on that list. 1.45 goals saved above average, which among playoff goaltenders has him. Wow. It has him down around, you know, 14th or 15th. Yeah. You know that's something to it's something to keep in mind here. This yeah. isn't just that landslide. Oh, most of the season, everybody wants Kemper, would take Kemper over Smith. Now, you know it's a little bit different. Current form wise, when you measure the two goalies, it's a little bit different right now.
2: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Yep, definitely. All right, um, we uh, Andrew and I will talk Eastern Final tomorrow because we're going to have a show tomorrow. Uh, and that way we can wrap it up a little quicker. We'll get Casey and Eddie's thoughts on the Eastern Conference Final. Uh, just overall series thoughts. Tampa Bay Lightning, New York Rangers, Tampa Bay minus 175 series favorite here. I'll just start with this, Eddie, and ask you first, you know, the goalie guru of us. Here's the New York Rangers goaltenders they faced. Casey DeSmith, Louis Deming, Tristan Jari for one game, Antti Ranta, Pyotr Kochetkov. Those are the goaltenders they have faced in the first two rounds of the Stanley cup playoffs and the goaltender that they'll face in this round, Andre Vasilevsky. So you talk about a step up in class. That being said, all, the counter argument to that, who's got a better goal of average right now heading into this series, believe it or not, it's Igor Shesterkin, 15.94 Vasilevsky 13.01. What a goalie duel. This could be what a series. This could be Eddie. What do you think? Lightning Rangers.
2: Yeah, I mean, having a really good good goalie and then not playing the other team starters—it it seemed to be a recipe for success. <laughs> so, uh, sounds like
1: you think the Rangers' luck is running the fuck out here in the East final, <laughs> right?
2: I think so, but I also thought that the last round. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, when you look at the two teams, you you see you compare it to Tampa's. Um, just like their experience and winning, uh, I, I would be surprised if this lasts more than s- six games. I wouldn't be surprised if it only lasts five games. I, I, I think this series will be over pretty quick.
1: All right. You're in line with one of our colleagues. He's not on the show today, today but he'll be on the Betcast tonight and back tomorrow. Alex B. Smith actually bet Tampa Bay to win this series 4-1. to one. Exact series result, 4-1 uh, to one Tampa uh, in five games, uh, which is at a very good plus price. I'll, I'll just uh, mention it here because he sent it along. Yeah, plus 450 uh, for Tampa Bay to win this series in five games uh, over the New York Rangers. So that's what Alex likes. And by the way, Alex likes the uh, Oilers-Ave series, exact number of games, six games at plus 210, which differs from me because I'm actually on seven games in both of these series. I actually think it's going to be long. I like the seven-game prop with both conference finals, Edmonton, Colorado, as well as uh, Tampa and the Rangers. All right, Casey, what do you think here, East Final?
0: I don't see it going more than six games. I see it going five uh, for Tampa, but I don't see it going more than six for sure. I just, I don't, I don't see how they can, I mean, they're going against Vasilevsky, first of all, but then now we we can talk about the players they got to go against after that, so. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. uh I just don't think I don't think it's a good matchup. I really don't.
3: I gotta ask you guys this. I mean yesterday I, I said this. It's not, nothing worse than talking about something, you know, doing a few shows a day and then not betting it myself. But you know, th- with these props you can bet. You can now bet goalie saves. Uh which is which is really cool, I think. And so yesterday uh, on a it was video a great I did bet with Shisterkin yesterday.
1: Yeah I know what you're getting
3: I at. was talking about that and I didn't actually take it. And, you know, I think that if you're going to like the Rangers in any game this in this matchup, would you guys agree that it's going to be from Shasturkin standing on his head? Like I tell people, the plus money is nice as the underdog bet, but it's going to be because of that guy. So would you say if you like the Rangers, just to take that prop? The saves? Yeah. Like anybody that's going to bet them at all during that series, I feel like it's just a better idea to take that prop, the save prop.
2: I can let you guys know too. There is a few, there is a few buildings in the leagues that are a lot more generous with their shot counts than, than others as well. Really? <laughs> and and I, I I would say if you're gonna take the shot bet, they're always counting a shit ton of shots in Edmonton. You always get some extra save, sa- 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 saves there. So, <laughs> that's hilarious!
1: I'm gonna have to keep that in mind. Arenas looking was... the books with the shot counter. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's they,
2: awesome. Kind of the same thing. Uh, you you do not get anything for free in the Madison Square Garden. I can tell. That gets full time. Yeah, yeah. But Edmonton, Carolina is a pretty good. Good building, too, um, and and uh, uh, if you're rolling through to the regular season and, and you're going to look past this, Anaheim always puts a ton of shots on the board,
1: too. Yeah, so some invisible shots that end up counting as shots on goal, apparently, in some of these places.
0: That's Best. kind of like counting hits. like every building completely different. Yep, hits. everything's the same, oh my yeah, God. yeah.
1: And I, and guys, I feel like
3: with betting, like it's so crazy because like that's it's like so new how obviously with the legalization across like a lot of the states in America and in Canada now, it's becoming more of a thing where it has to be done properly because people are actually like risking money on this, which like I'm sure as the players they've I love seeing NBA players say, like, I don't give a shit about your money <laughs> and stuff like that. It's I find that funny. But like in the baseball, like I know a lot of people that have been in the betting industry for a long, long time, and they're mad about like managers not putting out like who their starters going to be, or you know they they missed uh, a stolen base this guy got or something like that. You you t- you guys saying that makes me think I probably should stay away from those sometimes. Well, people, I mean, are, yeah. pe- people are actually betting on these hit props these days. I mean, yeah. from what you just said there, I don't want to ever bet on that in my life.
0: Well- <laughs> like an opinion, right? It's it's basically yeah. a, I, I mean, yeah, they probably have. Okay, it's got to be. Did you just bump a guy? Yeah, did you hit a guy? Be, yeah. I mean, yeah. but I mean, everyone's still there's at least partial opinion.
1: There we go. That's all right. Well, they'll be back. This has happened a couple of times now. They'll be back. No We're worries. Back. Back. There they are.
0: The guys, getting blown up.
1: <laughs> Is that a text message or a phone call?
0: No, it's phone
2: calls. It everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, sure. they do
1: work for a living. Uh, well, we do too, but uh, yeah, we, they will be getting back to work in a few minutes time. We promised all the clients of these two great real estate agents, uh, Casey Nelson and Eddie Lack calm down. They will handle your inquiry. They will take your answer, your voicemail. They will answer your call in just a few minutes. We promise.
3: They're asking if the deal closed. Did the deal close yeah. or not? Did they get the offer or.
2: I have one today. I have one today at two on Friday. It's been yeah. a good week.
3: <laughs> Let's make oh, a man. deal. Yeah, it's a tough. Uh, I'm at that part of my life here right now, Eddie. It's a it's a tough thing right now, man. It's a tough <laughs> market here in the east coast of Canada. Everything is just flying over like crazy. Still,
2: still, it's kind oh, of
3: man. It's not
2: a little bit. I heard with 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 like the the new foreign buyers rules and everything like that. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's tough, yeah. man. First time home buyer, at least I'll get a, you know, different like tax dedu- deductions and like a better price for like uh, the down payment. But yeah, it, maybe I'll be hitting up Arizona.
1: Great <laughs> right for the sellers, it's tough on the buyers. That's the way you look at it right now.
2: I know a good real estate agent here. Casey's going to take care of you. <laughs> yeah. Eddie,
0: Eddie doesn't need any more deals.
1: <laughs> awesome stuff. Oh, by the way, I like everybody in our chat Eddie dispensing this info about the uh, shot clock or the shot counters and some of these arenas cooking the books here to make the uh, shot uh, on goal numbers inflated for teams. They're all like, which ones? And I can see them. They're just scrambling to write this shit down. So they're aware of it moving forward and uh, can maybe take advantage of it. Certainly that's good from an over saves, over shots uh, perspective. Some of those places, uh, Eddie mentioned Carolina, Kakalaki, uh, New York. Uh, Madison Square Garden and others, but uh, definitely keep in mind. But, the, but uh, unfortunately, Eddie mentions Carolina. They increased the shots on goal numbers. Would have been nice they did that to for ajo for me last night. I had over two and a half shots. The guy stuck on two since midway through the second period. He ended up with two shots on goal. Those motherfuckers. They wouldn't put one more <laughs> shot on goal for me last night for Ajo.
3: Guys, so, do either that- of you guys know uh, Liam O'Brien in Arizona?
2: I don't no, know. He, he
3: plays for the Coyotes right now. He's Big uh, tuna. yeah, he's a, uh, one of my really good friends His uh, older brother. He, uh, he just signed a contract there again to uh, come back. He, uh, it was his first year with the team this year, but cool. uh, yeah, he uh, lives in Arizona now. Just, he actually just got a house uh, recently, but great guy. He just moved there.
0: Yeah, he's the it with us. <laughs>
1: there you go. So they both like Tampa in the East final. Eddie likes Edmonton in the West final. Are you with Ed Edmonton as well, Casey?
0: Um, no, I In think Colorado. I could see Edmonton going up.
2: I could see him being you want a nice little lead- friendly wager between the, the two
0: being, of us?
1: I saw Eddie on Twitter lost a wager on the Oilers and Flames yeah. to somebody and he had to wear a jersey. Yeah. No.
0: yeah. <laughs> I could see them leaving Edmonton. I could see Edmonton being up three one, but going to game seven for the abs.
1: All right. There it is. Uh, awesome stuff. All right, there. It, that's a wrap. Uh, we got. We'll wrap it up. It's been a long enough show. Let these two guys get back to work before we, we'll get best bets from them, though. First to wrap up the show. Uh, before we do that, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers bet just one dollar on any NHL team, get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, uh, you can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy hockey contest DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit download the DraftKings app sign up for an account use the promo code THPN bet just one dollar on any NHL team get $150 in free bets if they win that's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL must be 21 years of age or older must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state restrictions apply see DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER download the DraftKings app sign up for an account use the promo code thbn all right best bets for to uh, wrap it up for this tuesday edition great show casey eddie awesome stuff uh, it was a lot of fun it was way more fun than i thought it would be uh <laughs> absolutely <laughs> honestly it was no it's was fun i know, you didn't, fun. I know you didn't mean awesome. to say it like that but that's just yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at that at that this show is gonna suck <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> we've had fun with no every guest has been fucking awesome it's true i mean we've had fun but this was fun times 10 you know, that's what I was getting at here with this show. Uh, Andrew, let's start with you, and then we'll get to Casey and Eddie with their best bet. We'll, we'll start with you, Andrew. What do you like for best bet?
3: Yeah, I'm going to give out the uh, Devontae's to get a point. I know it might seem like kind of a unique best bet, but, uh, you know, I think that with the series, with the series price and with the price for tonight on Colorado, uh, it's a little bit steep and a high price, not one I'm willing to uh, put my hard-earned money on, especially in game one. But I think uh, a prop at a reasonable price like this for a guy on the top uh, defensive pairing like Taze, I feel like he can get involved, whether it's a goal, primary assist, secondary assist. I feel like he gets involved tonight. So, uh, Devon Taze to score, uh, get a point tonight at minus 130.
1: All right. Minus 130, Devon Taves to register a point for a best bet for Andrew McGinnis. All right. We'll do uh, Casey first with your best bet, and then you can pass it off to your partner in crime, Eddie, uh, for his best bet. So, have at it, boys.
0: I, I kind of like that uh, Byram one. Um, I think it was. Is it to record a point tonight? Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that. I don't know if you set odds or not, but um, if, I mean, if he's moving, it uh, may not be
1: posted. To be quite honest, because I'm looking, and I know in theory sure. I want to bet. I'm just trying to see if they've got him posted anywhere, and I don't see it yet. So I'm worried. Yeah. He I mean, get if he has, opportunity, but
0: yeah, if he's moving up and playing more minutes, and then also mm-hmm. that second peeps, I don't see. Why he can't record a point pretty easily
1: all right there we go so uh, uh, hoping we get that so a point and again you like uh, Colorado uh, in the west final Casey and you like Tampa Bay uh, in the uh, east final all right Eddie best bet I like it we just shifted over
2: (laughs) I think Edmonton's gonna win uh, the first game and I'm gonna go for for the good odds, I'm going to go minus one and a half on the Oilers tonight. I think they're they're going to come out swinging, and the, and I am I'm not as impressed with Colorado as everyone else. So I think that Edmonton will win one game one minus one and a
1: half. Minus one and a half goals. So that's alternative puck line style. That Jimmy Murphy would be proud, our colleague. Wow. That's like Jimmy reverse puck <laughs> line, Eddie reverse puck line right now. Uh, but uh, there you go. Uh, uh, like in the uh, Edmonton Oilers, uh, minus one and a half, which is plus 330. How about that for return on investment if it comes through? Plus 330. Edmonton Oilers, minus one and a half buck line. Funny story, I got to say. We do have a family story from my past uh, regarding Eddie. We're watching a Canucks game. We'll put yourself ago. on the screen, Ian, for the story. <laughs> yes, I will. Hold on. There we go. Yeah. My <laughs> uncle, hard of hearing. He's had a hearing aid for years. So Vancouver's playing again. Just happened to be on. Uh, I think it was a game you're playing pretty well, Eddie, that night, uh, and so he's watching the game, uh, and he's one of those people that doesn't watch a ton of hockey. But we're there, and we're forcing my uncle to watch hockey because we're hockey fanatics. So got to put the game on, even though we're visiting, you know, around the holidays. I think it was. So Eddie's plunged Vancouver. He makes a big save, and he's like, hey, "This guy's pretty good. Who is this guy for the Vancouver Canucks and net?" And, and of course, he's hard to hear, it, so we got to shut. It. It's Eddie Lack. He's like, "Who?" It's like, Eddie Lack. And he says, Eddie Shaq? Isn't he dead? <laughs> and, 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 it just, and it's funny because he wasn't at the time, Eddie Shaq. He was not dead. He actually only died two <laughs> years ago. So he got that wrong. So not only get everything it, wrong, he got everything wrong. He was still alive. He had him dead. And he had you apparently as an 80-year-old man, oh, that's Eddie awful. Lack. So uh, that is this funny, funny shit from uh, back in the day. Uh, awesome stuff. Casey Nelson. Eddie Lack, thank you a million times over for joining us. It was a lot of fun, uh, and we appreciate you guys being on. Say some final words before we get out of here.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Just, just uh, don't bet the house on Edmonton minus one and a half today. I I feel good, but You always say that bankroll
1: management. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Don't Don't, don't tweet me. If I lose, don't, don't, don't like throw shade out there. I know a lot of Edmonton fans came back at me because I said the Flames and five, which obviously didn't go very well. So, 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 uh, bet what you can afford. It's all fun and games, and uh, yeah, have a good night.
0: I, I
3: respect it. I respect it. There you go. All I, briefly, I, toler- uh,
0: Do. Do the opposite of what he said. Absolutely feed him if he's wrong on this
3: one. Yeah. So Eddie, I gotta make this clear though. So you got absolutely ripped for what happened last <laughs> round, and now you're just you're joining the wagon. You're just
2: you're hopping on the wagon now and for the conference finals. So so my 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 Twitter got hacked like three weeks ago, and 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 whoever hacked it was pretending to be me and just threw shit on the Edmonton Oilers out there for about six days before I got my account back. And, and like, I,
3: wow, and
1: I just, are got you joking? See- are you serious? I no, can't tell Like completely. No, I know. I saw him post the video a couple yes. of weeks ago saying yeah. my account's been hacked. Don't respond yes. to anything. I saw that.
2: Yeah. So, I just get so much shit back from Oilers fans. And it wasn't even me tweeting it, <laughs> but I got so much shit back. And like now last week it was me. I said Flames and Five. Like like that was all me. <laughs> but Oilers fans just think that I got some something out for him. <laughs> and and like I really don't don't. I have a lot of friends that are Oilers fans and and they were all texting with me yesterday. They're like, "Just jump, jump on the bandwagon. We're ready to welcome you. Like, just come on the good side." And I was like, "Well, I haven't really been, ro- been, been, like right in the second round. Are you guys sure you want me on the wagon,
1: <laughs> But But they didn't accept your explanation. That was fake, Eddie Lack. That was doing all of that.
2: My friends did, but like, not, not. Not like John up in Edmonton, who, 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 who? Yeah, I mean, his favorite part of the day is 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 to chirp old retired
1: goalies, I guess. (laughs) They wouldn't buy in the story. Uh, That's that's a shame. Well, we're we're going to bat for you here, Eddie. So it was, you know, it it was not him. But I I like that you still honored it, though, or I think you plan on it. So yeah,
2: I will. Uh, Well, well, like. The Flames bet was me talk, talk, talking smack about the Oilers. It was not me.
1: <laughs> yeah. There you go. Exactly. So, yeah, it did pick them to lose, but wasn't talking all that shit uh, yeah. that you saw on Twitter about him. Yeah, my best bet, just briefly. There we go. Colorado to win game one in the series. There you go. Uh, minus 120. Minus 120. Uh, That's what I'm going to go with. I think they win tonight, and I think they win. It won't be easy, but I think they find a way. Minus 120. That's what we'll go with. All right, that's a wrap for the Ice Guys. The BetCast is tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. Join us for that. DM me or email me if you want a spot on the BetCast. We'll send you the link before it starts. Uh, We're looking forward to that. Steph Fournier is going to join us on the BetCast. Uh, Andrew, if if you're on the BetCast, you might finally be able to talk to him. Sounds like he might be joining us on the uh, BetCast and a couple other people as well. All of our viewers and listeners, welcome to join us as well. So, BetCast for Game 1, Oilers apps tonight. Join us for that. Looking forward to it. And great stuff, Casey and Eddie. We thank them again for Andrew McGinnis, for Casey Nelson, Eddie Lack. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the BetCast tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you then.